Sunday Social. And welcome to show number 169 of Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis with you right through to 8 o'clock when we kick into the weekend variety. Whilst that tune, of course, played as my audio welcome to the British and Irish Lions, who I was lucky, lucky old me enough to see last night at Eden Park, courtesy of ASB. Love you, ASB. Thank you very much. That song's an interesting one. I, I, I was I was looking it up. I was looking it up as I was sourcing it for the show tonight. Uh, two things I didn't know about it. Firstly, it was by a, uh, a 1961 group called The Tokens, and mm, the name is kind of appropriate because they're all white as the driven snow. Nothing African about it at all. Who knew? I guess today you'd call it cultural appropriation. But uh, back in the day, we just called it a whim away, a whim away. Hey, I'd love you to be part of the show. As always, text me 3920 keyword live. That'll pop right here in front of me. Or if you are on the Twitter, and I know some of you are, tweet me at Vaughan Davis. And I'd love to tweet, tweet, tweet back at you. Big show tonight. Big show tonight. Big show tonight for anyone who's into online shopping. Now, I don't want to get you too excited, but Amazon Amazon is coming up with a way to shop which is just a blessing for anyone who's just a little bit indecisive about which jacket, which pair of pants, which pair of shoes to buy. And we've got the lowdown on what I think is one of the uh, most spectacular Instagram fail, hashtag fails, I've seen in a very long time. And Anna Connell, Anna Connell is coming in to tell us all about that. First, though... Move over Lonely Planet. There's nothing like having a local to show you around a new town, but at least you're very good at making friends with strangers. That won't always happen. Turns out there's an app for that. It's taking the world of tourism by storm, and it's made right here in New Zealand. Glenn Barnes is the head honcho of My Tours, an audio tour platform that connects people with local knowledge to visitors who want the inside scoop on a neighbourhood, tourist attraction or even museum. Glenn, welcome to Sunday Social. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm really well. I'm really well. I sh- you made me think I should be out there doing an audio tour and exploring my neighbourhood and, and instead of sitting inside and hosting New Zealand's most popular digital radio show. But... Let's just assume we're stuck here for the next 20 minutes. What is My Tours? Sure. So uh, My Tours is a platform that lets culture and heritage organisations create uh, mobile apps for uh, city walks, museum tours and audio guides. Uh, around 2003, I was in Pompeii, uh, had one of the original iPods uh, and was using one of those audio guide ones uh, that you get in museums. And I thought, hmm, why can't I listen to this on my own device? Uh, so so that, that was back in, yeah, back in to, the olden days, and, and probably back, actually back in the current days. You, you, you'll go to a big museum and there'll be these, these things you can rent and, and with, the, with the dirty old headphones that have been on you know, lots of dirty old heads. And yep. it says, you know, and now press pause and move to station three. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, those things still exist, and there's still some really, really popular ones out there, like uh, an Alcatraz. Um, <gasps> but I remember. 
I've done yeah. that one. That's a really good... So Alcatraz, yeah, it brings it to life with sound effects and clanking doors and the sound of people talking in the background. Yeah, and, 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 and interestingly, that is probably the most powerful thing about these. Um, it's not really about the technology. It's about the stories we can tell. Yep. Um, and really the stories about people are the things that make this kind of content come alive. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, 2009 came along. The iPhone was here, mobile apps, and um, we... Uh, sort of re- reignited the concept of what I wanted to do uh, and got Positive Wellington Tourism on board as our first customer and built them an app. And So, so take, let, let's just take it through from the, the customer experience first and then we'll, sure. then we'll talk about all, all the stuff that, that sits behind it. So I'm in Wellington. Uh, I, I find I find an app. What's the, what's the app called that's going to connect me to, to my tours ultimately? So here, I'm, here I am in Wellington. Yeah, so in, in Wellington, the app's called Welly Walks. Okay, so um, I, find, I find the Welly Walks app, yep. and, I, and, it, and it promises me guided audio tours of, of I don't know, craft craft beer and ukulele restringing businesses or whatever they have down there. <laughs> funnily, like, funnily enough, there is the, uh, the food tour uh, on there, um, and they download the app. And then they'll get a list of tours that are available. Um, there's a city to see walkway. There's a food tour. There's a whole bunch of different um, tours that they can do. They tap download to download one of those tours. And then they can go on their merry way. They can look at a map, see exactly where they are, and uh, get a list of stops and basically follow a route um, and learn about uh, things that go along on the route. So let, let's have a listen. Let's have, have a listen to that Willy Tour app now for a moment. April 1793, the British Navy kidnaps two Māori chiefs, Tuki and Huru, off Panaki Island. The two men are delivered to Norfolk Island with the expectation that they will share their skills. It is hoped that Huru and I will show the convicts of this land how to weave rope from flax. But history tells us this is the job of women and slaves, not the work of chiefs. The governor of Norfolk Island... Philip King was embarrassed by the kidnap of the two rangatira. He invited them to be his personal guests at Government House. They ate at King's table and were excused manual labour. On this map, Governor King is very interested in Aotearoa and asks us many questions. Tuki even created a map for King. It was less a navigational map and more a guide to So, well, that was actually Northland. That was Northland, wasn't it? So as I'm walking around, I get to a spot. I've got my, I've got my phone in my pocket. I've got my headphones on. Yep. And I get to a spot in the app, because my phone knows where I am, plays me a little commentary, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we can, we can actually get it to play the audio automatically as soon as you kind of get into the range. It's, it's quite magical when you're actually just walking along with your headphones on and the uh, audio starts playing uh, automatically. Yeah, it's a great little feature we just added fairly recently, actually. Um, otherwise, uh, you can you know, manually select a stop and, and, and play the audio or look at the photos or read further information. So this is great news if I'm, uh, you know, if, if I want to unlock the hidden treasures i think that i'm walking past all the time i was I, you, I was looking at some of your auckland ones and there was a like a point chev bungalow one which you know to be honest was you know russell brown once lived here russell brown leaned his bike against this <laughs> fence this is the dairy that russell brown goes to no i'm, I'm kidding but but it, it 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 turns an ordinary streetscape into into a place filled with stories right so that's, yeah. that's the magic of it yeah exactly and um Interestingly, when my wife and I were, were travelling, uh, say, around the Yucatan Peninsula on our honeymoon, we'd, we'd get to these small towns and we were wondering, well, why does this town even exist? So at the time, we'd uh, open up the Lonely Planet and there'd be a little walking tour, and we'd, we'd normally do that just so we get a feel and a sense of, 
of what the town was about and, and why it was there in the first place. You know, why is this town in the middle of the desert and what's its history and what stories can we tell about that? Uh, it just sort of makes things a bit more interesting. So your first, your first use of it was uh, with, with Wellington Tourism. Who else has picked up on, on this My Tours platform and, uh, around New Zealand and around the world? Sure. So I think uh, our second customer was the what was the Powerhouse Museum in Sydney. Very, um, very good museum. Exactly. Sort of like a motet, a motet, but good. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was at Motet yesterday. They got some great stuff. Oh, I'm uh, sure. Great I'm sure. Stuff there. Motet, if you're listening, you're also good. <laughs> Um, the uh, yeah, so they were the second on board um, a guy there, Seb Chan, uh, really championed our platform. So we've got a bunch of Australian uh, customers on board. So now our our customers range from really small historical societies and small uh, U.S. towns to probably our biggest customers, the uh, City of Jerusalem, where we have an app uh, out in four different languages, uh, including Hebrew and Arabic, um, and Museums of Victoria. Rottnest Island, uh, Heritage New Zealand, Ministry for Culture and Heritage, you know, the, the list goes on, really. And, and how, how long do the tours typically take? What, what sort of area do they span, or is it entirely up to the, the local creator? It, it's entirely up to the local creator. Walking tours tend to be around that sort of one-and-a-half-hour mark. Uh, and in terms of some of the audio tracks, we try and, you know, sort of recommend that it's like a minute to two-and-a-half minutes. Otherwise, people tend to, to get a bit lost and... Uh, maybe it's it's not as engaging. So we try and keep things, or we recommend that they keep things pretty snappy but really interesting and to really tell stories about about people, not just dates and places. So, so digging digging deeper into into the way this whole thing works. So, I, I don't download as a user. I don't download load a My Tours app. I download a Jerusalem app or a, a Powerhouse app or a, a Wellington City app. And, and you're kind of sitting under it, right? Exactly. And interestingly, you should mention that um, about three months ago, we acquired a, another platform called Story, uh, which actually is a single app platform that multiple people put their content into. Um, so we really kind of offer the... Offer the, a, the, a few the, the, the either or. Yeah. The either or. Um, people, our clients tend to like their own branded experience, which is which is why we went down the route initially of having uh, different apps for, for different organisations. So so I, I'm listening, I'm sitting in Christchurch or, or, or Timaru or Gisborne or somewhere at home and, and I want to find out if if one of these tours is available in my neighbourhood. What's a good way to do that? Uh, just, just Google it uh, would be a good one or the what you know, tourism you, what board. Would, what would you Google? Would you Google Gis- walking, Gisborne Walking yep. Tour or Gisborne Audio Tour? Or Gis- something? Gisborne Walking Tour app, Gisborne Audio Tour app, uh, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, they'll pop up... Um, potentially a, a range of different options and it's possible that one of those is built on our platform. So let, let's talk about the idea of a platform. We, we all, I guess if you're listening to Sunday Social, you know what an app is, but, but this platform, what it allows people to do is go, ah, oh, I'd, like I'd like an audio walking tour for Lower Hutt. I don't want to create it from scratch, so I'm going to go to your platform, to, to, to my tours, and I'm going to get the tools I need to actually make my very own app and, and upload it to the App Store. That's kind of the structure, isn't it? Yeah, that is the structure. If, if you were going to d- develop our platform from scratch, if you were, say, Auckland Council and you want to deploy this from scratch... Because councils love making things from scratch. Yep. Uh, you would be, you know, you would be the, the thick end of hundred dollars to $200,000 easily just for the mobile applications. Um so instead of, and then you'd have to pay every single year, you'd have to pay for maintenance when a new version of iOS or Android operating systems come out, uh, and then you'd have to add new features and things like that. They can come to a company like us, and we have a, 
a set of templates and a platform where they can upload the content over the web and then we can turn around an app in under two hours. Two hours, that's outrageous. So all, all the, uh, the, the the content is, is locally generated. You sort of mostly automatically, I guess, turn it into an app. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's some manual intervention. What, what degree of control do you have over the content or quality? Because my, my devious little mind, the first thing I thought is, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll do a walking tour of, of, of Auckland, but what it'll actually do is, is point people towards my cousin's souvenir shop. Right. That uh, would be devious. <laughs> that, that would be devious. Well, the first thing is that you have to pay us money to, uh, to get the app out, so it's not like uh, it's, it's a free platform. Um, so there's a certain barrier there that the people who are coming on board as customers are, are generally interested in, in doing this. And uh, secondly, we, we don't exert really uh, any control over the content, but we do kind of lead people through the process of uploading it and what makes good content. Uh, and so I don't this, believe this, we've this ever said no exactly to anybody, but we, we do discourage some people from using our platform. There's a bit of coaching involved. Hey, yeah. talking to Glenn Barnes from uh, audio walking tour platform mytoursapp.com. Back soon. It's Sunday Social, an hour dedicated to social media with Vaughan Davis. Welcome back to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis with me from mytoursapp.com. Glenn Barnes, welcome back. Thank you. Now, we were talking before the break about how you've made this platform right here in, in Auckland that allows anyone with a, a story to tell, a, a neighbourhood or a location-based story to tell, to, to turn that audio, to turn that map into an app that anyone in the world can download. Now, for the people downloading it, it's it's free generally, right? Generally free. We support an app purchasing or charging for tours, but to be honest, um, you know, people were quite willing to spend $40 for a Lonely Planet, Planet book, they're now not even willing to spend $3 for that same content on mobile. So no one's making a fortune selling audio tours. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that quite the thing? Which is yeah. all the more reason why they should push people into their cousin's souvenir shop. to get. <laughs> you, know, you make a little bit at the back end. That's how these things work. But for the organisation, for the, the museum or the, the, the city council or the whoever, they, they're the ones who pay. So how much do they pay and how does that work? So uh, our platform's really affordable. It's a uh, $2,000 setup fee and $1,500 a year subscription. Uh, that's our kind of standard plan. We offer cheaper plans for really small organisations because we want them to have access to the same technology. And we charge uh, quite a lot more for some bigger organisations who want some specialised features. But, yeah, really affordable. So the city of Jerusalem, for example, which is one heck of a tourist attraction, that, that feels like a fairly big organisation, yeah. which kind of leads me to, to ask why did the city of Jerusalem go, you know what, we're going to go to Auckland, New Zealand to get a supplier there to do our audio tour? So uh, with them, I saw they already had some audio tours that you could download on their website, and I just reached out to um, some people over there, and uh, they said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. They were one of our early customers, actually. Uh, gave them a proposal, and they turned around and, um, and signed up. We, we haven't really had too many issues with uh, dealing with... Um, you know, organisations around the world. I was just on a call at 7 o'clock this morning with um, um, a potential customer in Mexico. Um, we've been talking to uh, customers in the Netherlands. We just took over another company there uh, about a month ago. Um, the UK, uh, all over. So we basically do everything on phone, email, Skype. 
So your your app content, the actual person talking, you know, into your ears as you walk around a city or a gallery or whatever, is is not to re- to reiterate, uh, you know, produced by uh, a, a, a company of pr- professional actors you have stashed away in Franklin Road, but it's provided by you know the community group or the gallery or the council or whatever. Ha, ha, the, the quality varies, doesn't it? The quality it, varies a bit. It does uh, vary quite a bit. We've had um, projects that are using, uh, you know, professional actors who've been paid thousands of dollars to to have their voice uh, on the platform, and we've got other ones where there's uh, just people, you know, speaking into a microphone, and you know, it just it come back again. It really comes back down to the stories that you're that you're telling. Um, you know, if you're a small community group and you've got some amazing stories to tell about your town. Uh, you don't need professional actors. And it, but you and just it's need quite, a good story. Ni- quite nice for it to be a local. Quite nice yep. for it to be a local talking to you, as opposed to Troy McClure. <laughs> <laughs> you may remember me from such other walking tours as and and and, and so on. You said before the break something something intriguing. You said there are, there are, there are some people you would rather weren't using the platform or that you would you would discourage from using the platform. What is this? The the you know, the top ten drug scoring spots in 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 West Auckland or the uh, no? It's actually vice related stuff. What is no, it? No, no, no. It's actually more around. Um, we're not a we're not a business business listing app platform. You know, you can go to Expedia or you can go to anywhere to get, like, listings of restaurants and all of that kind of thing. Right. We are about telling stories and these curated kind of experiences. Uh, so people who want to put up stuff that are kind of, like, just, you know, cribbed from Wikipedia or uh, whole listings of, like, restaurants and or, that kind of thing. Or a is, pub crawl or, or yeah, a I mean, sh- shopping tour. That's shopping, kind of, kind of grey, isn't it? It's it's grey kind of area. Grey. If it's well curated... Yeah, for sure. But if it's just a list of random stuff, that's you know the content quality is not that high. So, and if they want to then sell that, um, yeah, we, we we quite often tell people you're not going to make a million bucks selling this kind of content. So, so so speaking of making a million bucks, um, so you're running a business from Auckland with mm-hmm. with with global reach, global potential. Been going for you know 2009, you said. So yeah, you know, eight years have been on this journey. How has the business story gone in that time? Uh, so we launched the platform uh, when we were just having our first kid. Uh, so I sort of, you know, on the side a bit for the first, like, uh, probably four years or so um, while I was working a, a full-time job and then went full-time, yeah, sort of about three, three years ago. Uh, and now we're growing, like, I think 40% year on year. Um, so we're, we're always bootstrapped, so we've never taken any investment, uh, and we're just kind of growing organically. So, yeah, already the first three months of this year, we're 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 doing you know probably more than we did in the last six months of last year. And, and, and how many tours or how many apps worldwide are being powered off this platform? Uh, we've got about 165 apps out. I think probably launching another five this month. Um, and I'm just t- I'm timing that by a couple of thousand dollars. So that's 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 a bit of revenue, right? Uh, yeah, recurring revenues are getting up there, plus setup fees and plus some professional services. And we you know offer content loading services and things like that. So it's. Um, it, it's it's getting there. Yeah, you know, it's taken a long time, but um, we're actually in the last sort of twelve months, the traction's just uh, really taken off. Well, just yeah. once this airs, once this airs, let me tell you, it'll <laughs> be it'll back. be one in. Yeah, it'll be you'll be you'll be hiring uh, like you'll be buying some of those those two thousand uh, dollar dot com chairs that used to be in all the web development agencies in the nineties. That'll be the next step, and th- and then you'll know that you're about to go under. Um, walking tours was was kind of the starting point of uh, of, of my tours app dot com, but I. I see on the website you also do this for cars. How does that work? Yeah, so the uh, driving tours, uh, we can do that. So really anything. We've got, um, so 
really interesting. Our, our customers are what we call in the glam sector, which is galleries, libraries, archives, and museums. Uh, but we kind of expanded out, and we've got cycle rental companies using our platform. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because you, know, you rent a bike when you're away on holiday, and you can go for a bike ride. But what if you're going for a bike ride, and you could actually learn some more about the town? Are you, are you, meant, to ha- are you meant to have your headphones in while you're riding your bike, though, Glenn? Well, you could have it Safety on speakerphone. First. You, you, could, you could have it on speakerphone. Yeah, um, good save. So uh, so there's that. We've got uh, driving tours. We've got some uh, cruise, uh, some boats that go out and, uh, you know, do cruises around the harbour. Um, you know, when you're on a cruise boat and you hear some interpretive content over the loudspeaker and it's, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's in a foreign language. Uh, we can offer, you know, stuff in multiple languages. Our app platform's localised in 17 languages. Wow. Um, including right-to-left languages like Hebrew and Arabic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they can offer stuff in uh, Chinese or, you know, all of the Asian languages um, and European languages if they supply the content. Um, then it just opens up that possibility to a lot, lot of different areas. <clears throat> so, so one of the things you've you've done along the way, and I, I don't know if this was the plan or not, is you're actually capturing a lot of interesting oral history and a lot of storytelling, a lot of, you know, um, information that might not otherwise be captured. Yeah. Do, do you have a strategy for what to do with that, or is that down to the organisations? It's their business. That's kind of down to the organisations, but that's a nice uh, segue into a. We as we saw this, we we saw that um, a lot of the organisations do have great collections, but they're not really publishing them online very well uh, so we've actually launched a new platform called Curtis uh, which called, we, called what? Curtis like Cliff Curtis uh, no Ian Curtis well but Curtis <laughs> yeah yeah, Curtis Cur- Curtis like yeah. Curtis yeah. like the, the, the friendly <coughs> librarian who knows every who can help you out um, and uh, we launched that with Palmerston North Libraries for their Manawatu Heritage uh, website and that allows them to publish all of their heritage collection online uh, and allows members of the community to contribute back their, uh, some of their history as well and write articles about the collection. Um, so that's we see as like a, another area of growth where we can have essentially really easy-to-use platforms for culture and heritage organisations to publish their content. So, so My Tours has, is, has been audio-based, you know, audio and text and lamb-based from the start, mm-hmm. and... I guess in the in the seven or eight years since you you started working on it, technology's moved on. So we're you know we're we're able to plug into the the information world not just through uh, through our ears. I'm thinking particularly of augmented virtual reality coming into play. Is that something you've looked at? You know, the idea you're walking down the street and you can perhaps you know see the street as it was or or see iconography above above the landmarks. Yeah, and that's um that's something that we're kind of adding to the platform now is the ability to drop in augmented reality. Scenes. Look, we're, we're never going to get into the business of building an augmented reality platform. There's, you know, companies spending billions of dollars on that. But we will plug in some of those other other systems. And yeah, exactly. We are actually um, uh, looking at doing that for a few of our Dutch customers. Look at that. Hey, so if I am a neighbourhood group or a museum or a, a gallery somewhere around the country and I want to uh, create one of these tours, what, what's the website? How do I start? Sure. Uh, go to mytoursapp.com. Uh, M-Y-T-O-U-R-S-A-P-P dot com and uh, there's a contact us there. Um, you can use the form, uh, sign up for a free account or uh, email us or give us a call. Hey, Glenn Barnes from My Tours app. <coughs> Thank you so much for joining me on Sunday Social. Thank you. And you can listen back to that entire interview or indeed any one of our 169 interviews at radiolive.co.nz under shows and Sunday Social. And don't forget, if you're a podcast 
fan. If you're a podcast fan, you like to download and make that commute go just a little bit quicker, you can go to the iTunes store and search Radio Live Sunday Social or Vaughan Davis. Just search whatever you like until you find us, and that's all available there as a free download. After the break, Anna Connell with a, uh, a confession, a confession of wrongdoing, but wrongdoing for the right reasons. Back soon. It's Sunday Social. Hey, welcome back to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis, and joining me, joining me in her triumphant return to the Sunday Social chair, Anna Connell. Welcome. Hi, Vaughan. How are you? I'm so well. I'm so well. I'm still buzzing, to be honest, from the the thrill of sitting in Eden Park with 48,181 other people, or maybe 48,180 other people plus me, Very acor- according to the ground announcer, um, watching the All Blacks uh, take on and, and vanquish. There's a word you don't get to use very often. <laughs> Vanquish the Lions. It was quite something. It pe- was. It was a great game. All these people in red jackets and lion suits and dapper blazers and things. But you, Anna, <laughs> you, Anna, you didn't buy a ticket, did you? No, you didn't. I didn't buy a ticket. They were very expensive. And I didn't realise I really wanted to watch it until a couple of days ago. So <laughs> so, so you, did, you did what a growing number of people did. And you wouldn't steal a handbag. No. You wouldn't steal a car. No, but you would stream, like, steal a stream of the rugby like I did last night. So I've, 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 I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not enough of a rugby fan. In fact, it was embarrassing. I had to just nod and, and, and smile when people spoke rugby to me last night. Uh, I'm not enough of a rugby fan to, to go out of my way to, to, to steal uh, an, an illegal download or to, to try and do it. It all sounds nefarious and all very Kim.com. But, but it was actually quite easy, was it? Yeah, so I, do, I don't do it either. Like, I mean, I pay legally for all other streaming, I'd just like to point out. But I said to my partner, I actually really want to watch the game. We thought about going to a pub and we were like, yeah. So I did a Google search. And these streams are just sort of littered all over the internet. And I did actually tweet, surely it's not this easy. And somebody came back to me and said, yeah, no, it actually is that easy. So we found there's a whole, like, site where it just had a list of about 20 different live streams. And then we just airplayed it and to click, the TV. And then click, 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 that you, you're watching the rugby for nothing. Yeah, and look, it's, it's a bit ropey at times. You, you'd lose a stream and you'd have to go and find another stream. And then you get weird sort of ads for Russian gambling and the odd thing like that but actually for for the most part it was pretty okay you've you've, you've got you've got to wonder if if the pay-per-view you know if your sky tv's really got a future when this sort of thing is happening although although i did read that they're doing this uh remarkably low-tech uh anti-piracy measure where you're sitting there watching you know a a pay-per-view like a boxing fight or a rugby game and a little number will appear on the screen and it's a number unique to your decoder so if you happen to be so crude as to be pointing your phone at your tv and streaming from on Mm. facebook live you'll be tumbled you'll be tumbled because you know one seven five six seven four turns up on the uh, screen the thing is is i would pay like i would pay for a day pass or something like that and i did notice amongst my googling um last night that sky uk seems to have like a seven euro kind of day pass type thing that you can buy and i don't know if sky new zealand does that kind of thing now we should get them on we should get them on the show and find out all about that the because uh, we talk a lot about you know the the internet way the the back doors the the tunnels the, the the virtual private networks but maybe we should get them on talk about the uh the actual proper pay-per-view way to yeah. watch a pay-per-view wouldn't that be something else hey um instagram instagram i'm 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 not i'm not as big on instagram as uh, as some other people but this piece of news 
really caught my eye today. And this was a sports dude. It was very much Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Show me the money. Me Do you the remember money. The, what was the what was the name of the guy? No one, no one remembers the name of the guy. The athlete at oh, the I heart. Can't, no. Well, so so the athlete at the heart of Jerry Maguire was a uh, you know college football player, and he got picked at uh, you know number one in the draft. You know to go to go professional. Well, this happened for real over the last weekend, and this was the NBA, the basketball draft, and a guy called Markel which is not even a real name, Fultz. Markel Fultz was picked at number one. Obviously, he's a hot property, right? If you're a brand, you'd want to associate yourself with him. Tell the people, Anna, tell the people (laughs) what he posted on Instagram. 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 So, he he posted a picture of himself looking very snappy. They're all incredibly dapper dresses, these guys. He's very dapper. He's very dapper. I'll give him that. Um... And a 76ers hat, which is the team that had picked him from Philadelphia. Bless them. Um, But the caption, (laughs) unfortunately, read, excited to head to uh, Bracket City, close bracket, and join the bracket team name, close bracket. at so.us is helping me get started with my <laughs> open bracket team name, close bracket watch. So he did essentially uh, cut and paste of a template, which would have been set up, I guess, in advance, and um, the blanks were meant to have been filled in based on whatever obviously happened at the draft. But he didn't didn't go to the trouble of actually... So he, he was paid a million dollars to post that on Instagram. Yeah, and, for, and, for and, that sponsor. And got a free watch. Uh, probably a, a hotel room full of free watches if Jerry Maguire has taught me anything. And he didn't actually go that extra mile or that extra centimetre to actually put in the name of the team no, he or the name of the city. Probably just copy and pasted it out of his you know, note or wherever he keeps all that kind of thing. Although, um, I think I said to you earlier, my suspicion is it's not him doing his own stuff, so I wonder whether a poor old social media... Ghost. Some intern. intern. Some intern. Some some some, mem- some <laughs> has member. It as some a member of his entourage. Uh, I'm very much reminded of. Um, I'm a big Simpsons fan. There's a, there's a Simpsons clip for anything. Are you a Simpsons fan? I love the yeah. Simpsons. There's a uh, there's there's a classic moment from uh, Krusty the Clown. Krusty the Clown, which is sort of reprised quite a lot through the series, and it's just this horrible old crackly clip from years and years and years ago that he would insert in product endorsements and it just has has Krusty facing the camera dead eyes going I heartily endorse this product (laughs) or service and that's kind of what happened there so Mark L. Fultz you know you're not going to lose any sleep you just got a multi-million dollar contract as number one overall pick in the NBA draft more power to you but as for your social media intern he or she probably wants to book a holiday right now and the good news is they don't even need to need word, use words to do that anymore. No. So Kayak, who are a, um, you know, they're a bit like Expedia, they're a travel booking um, app and site, uh, have announced that there are a few places that you can book a holiday to just by putting in an emoji. That's the dumbest story you've ever <laughs> brought me, Anna. So instead of typing in, instead of typing in New York, you type in... You put in the New York emoji. Which is what? It's the Statue of Liberty. Ugh. And there's one for San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge, and Tokyo. Ugh. You're so sceptical about time, this. In the, time, <laughs> the time, in the time it takes to work out how your emoji keyboard works um, and, and, and find that emoji, you could have just written NYC or SFO. 
You can book holidays to New York, Chicago, Tokyo, Amsterdam, Dublin, Las Vegas, Easter Island, of Los course. Angeles. So they just work, they're just working backwards from places that happen to have San uh, Francisco emoji. and Toronto with an emoji. That's ridiculous. Well, what happens? I mean, what happens if you try to book a, a holiday to eggplant emoji? <laughs> Where would you end up? Where, you, where would you end up? And if you don't know what the eggplant emoji means, ladies and gentlemen, you need to Google that one yourself. It's not suitable for work. Um, Braden was just saying he's got he's got the audio. Oh, the crusty audio. There you go. That's 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 just for you, Markel Fultz, heartily endorsing this event or product. Hey, one one other story that really caught my eye this week. Uh, sort of, it seems that every other every other story at the moment is Amazon related or e-commerce related. Yeah. Do you buy a lot of clothes online? No, we've talked about this. Remember? I no, am, no, no. I just I forget you the moment you go out the door. We're, you never happened. No, <laughs> it's, it's so heartening. Yeah. Um, you asked. No, I don't because I I load my shopping carts up, but then when it comes to actually part with the cash, I'm very non-commercial. There you go. Well, now now Amazon has come to the rescue, and I know there's this thing a lot of women do, especially they'll they won't they can't decide whether they want the yellow dress or the black dress or the blue dress, so they'll order all three, buy all three. Get all three shipped to them, try them on, you know, Instagram them and choose one, send the rest back and get a refund or a store credit or whatever. Yeah. That's good as far as it goes, so long as your retailer offers, you know, free shipping, free returns. And a lot do, right? They do now, yeah. Your, your big ones like ASOS and the Iconic and that kind of thing um, yeah. all offer free returns now. But now Amazon has gone a step further with a thing called Amazon Prime Wardrobe. And what Amazon Prime Wardrobe does is, heck, you're going to have, you know, you can have seven dresses, three pairs of pants, two pairs of shoes, and pay not one cent. Mm -hmm. Not one cent. They all arrive at home. You try them on. You show your friends. You probably go out to a party, see how it goes. Don't spill anything on it. (laughs) Dangerous. And then only pay for what you want Everything else gets sent back free, and even if even if you do even if you do buy something, it's discounted. I think it's great. It's just it's just it's just, it's the end of the high street retailer. Why would you go? Why would you go down down the shops? Well, other than instant fix, so other than yeah, because this will take this will take days. For now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but if you live somewhere like if you live in a big, big city in America, it's not going to take that long. Well, no. And and the thing is, so this is this this thing called Prime Wardrobe. It's brand new. It's connected to a service called Amazon Prime, which only exists in the states at the moment. So you pay hundred dollars a year to yep. be a Prime customer, which means you get faster delivery and very, you know same day delivery for a lot of stuff, and a few other perks. But Australia is just about to go big on Amazon with an Amazon distribution centre mm-hmm. opening up, which means Amazon Prime will be available in Australia, which means Amazon Prime wardrobe will be too. And I reckon by the end of this year, here in Auckland, uh, we'll be in the Prime universe as well. I really hope so. I really hope so too. I will be I will be getting my Amazon Prime wardrobe box full of full of all the dresses I could hope to try on, and I only pay for the ones I want. Hey, after the break, the apps, websites, and uh, other social media goodness you cannot live without, including including the creepy, dangerous Snapchat feature that everyone's talking about. Back soon. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis on Radio Live. Don't worry. 
Welcome back to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis and joining me for the last nine minutes before the weekend variety wireless, Anna Connell. Anna, welcome back. Hello, Vaughan. You've spent the whole week looking for apps for us, haven't you? I have, yes. <laughs> just, 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 just say yes. Just say yes. It's all you all can say. All week. It's all you can say. Um, I, well, I, we were just discussing in the break whether or not I should get up to watch the um, America's Cup live in the morning, which is tempting. Which is tempting because my, my office is above a bar, which is, is screening it from, you know, from 5 a.m. or whenever, whenever it starts. Uh, and they do very good breakfast. Well, that's a good option then. So I could sit there and eat. I could eat avocado yep. like, a, like a plutocrat. Mm-hmm. Avocado. <laughs> um, or, or I could get the app. And, and I was looking at this um, because it was recommended to me here, here at, um, um, you know, in the, in the news hub. Uh, a couple of the people said, well, you know, the America's Cup app is worth a look. So I had a look. And it's a free app, um, downloadable on, uh, on you know, iOS for your iPhone or, or Android, which is, which is what I use these days. Um, I was initially really disappointed. And I signed up. And when I say signed up, I really mean I signed up. I had to, pr- in order to download this uh. app, I had to, I had to provide my, my email address and a password and, and all that jazz just for an app, for goodness sake. But I did it. I did it for you, listeners. And I tried it out on my phone. And I've got a magnificent phone, Huawei P10, uh, endorsed. And <laughs> that clip? I, ha- I, ha- I hardly endorse this product or service. Um, I've got to say, the America's Cup app on a phone is... Pukaka, it's awful, it's absolutely rubbish. But then I think, oh, I'll try it on my tablet, so I got it on an iPad. And on an iPad, it's really good. It's really good. So it's, it does all that stuff a good iPad app yeah, should do. Yeah, so it's got yeah. great video and vlogs, and it's got um, sort of virtual spectator, you know, so you can watch the races from any angle, you know, the animation of them. Mm, it's got mm. Well, it's got the points tables, which is not very complicated. you just got to take the real results in minus one, basically. But, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely recommended. So well, that's good, and it's good that there's still a case for the iPad because um, yeah. we're still talking about it. Out of favor, I'm not so days. sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, and, and the giant iPad. You know what next? The iPad Pro. We'll just yeah. have we'll just, we have iPads the size of you know small well, dining tables. Laptops, basically. Basically laptops. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have an iPad with a with a keyboard. Oh, it's uh yes 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 it's it's a laptop. Anyway, well if you've got one and it's it's sitting there gathering dust and you and like me you haven't charged it for you know for a month. Mine. Charge it up. Get the America's Cup app and have a bit of a look. It's quite cool. I quite like it. It's semi-recommended. Semi-recommended. I, it's, it's mildly commended. What an endorsement. Mildly commended. Um, have you noticed all the rainbows on Facebook I have recently? noticed all the rainbows. I really like them. I really like them too. They're kind of pretty controversial, believe it or not. But what? Uh, I know, I know. You clearly hang out with the liberal left. I <laughs> clearly do. So, the reason you might have been seeing... Um, rainbow reactions on uh, Facebook recently is because June in the United States, and I know this is, I'm late to the party here because I've been meaning to talk about this for you know, the last couple of weeks, is Pride Month over in the US. Mm. And to mark that, and I don't know if they're just doing it for a limited time only or they're going to roll it out permanently, you'd hope so. Um, Facebook added to their thumbs up, um, heart, Crying, crying face, face shocked face. face, whatever the ones are. You can now vote. You know, you can now you can now put a a pride emoji um, to add the pride emoji to your little selection because it's not there automatically. You've got to go to the pride at Facebook Facebook page 
and like the page. That's all you've got to do. No, easy. Easy, and then it just appears up in your in your menu of things. What's your do, do you use do you use the the, 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 the full suite of reactions? No, Anna? so I don't. But now that I found out about this and the, that I've found out people are having a problem with it, I'm just going to rainbow everything for as long as I possibly can. But what I tend to do is I tend to hit like automatically. And even, then, even if it's my dog just died? No, no, not if your dog's just died or anything like my that. Dog ha- my dog, just, just, I want to interrupt. That was a your dog hypothetical. Died, right? My dog hasn't no, died. No, let's not talk about it. Or your my dog or your dog exactly Um, because you've got the second best dog in the world I think Anna I think it's fair to say I think you'll find he might be the best dog (laughs) in the world but Uh, yeah no so I like things and then I look at it again and say oh no that's actually really funny and I've got other options so I quite often go back and change my reaction like my I'm still locked into the like as the default thing. Have you ever been accused of overthinking this stuff? I've never been accused of overthinking anything in my life for. Mm. <laughs> uh, is this a like or should this be a love or maybe this is an LOL? I don't know. Well, emoji, emoji, because uh, we were talking about emoji in the in the first half um, before about, you know, booking your, mm, your travel your with emoji. Travel emoji are more subjective than you'd think because I, I did an interview with a, a Australian crowd who are running a program called Digital License. Have you heard of it? I, it's in the back of my uh, yeah, head somewhere. It's, it's for schools. It's a very good idea. And the idea is it's kind of internet and tech training on an online sort of license thing remember at school you, you used to get your pen license ah uh, yes right yes, yes, it's yes. like that so your teacher puts you through the digital license and a whole lot of self-paced online tests and i did it i went through it, i thought oh let's see if i can get my digital license and the questions that i got caught up on were meaning of emoji emoji, emoji in context and it's actually a really important thing because kids texting each other and messaging each other can really hurt each other's feelings or misunderstand each other based on the subtlety of the emoji. Mm. Whereas the words are a little bit less ambiguous. See, I tend to use emoji to add context to words on which the top of could it. possibly be read as harsh otherwise. That's right. So the passive-aggressive smiley face. You're a loser, LOL emoji. I say that with love. I say that with love. Hey, one thing that people are not liking, and they might be using growly face at the moment, is this new feature on Snapchat. And this has made worldwide news over the weekend with, you know, even police in various cities around the world warning people against this new feature on Snapchat. What is it? They have. It's called Snap Maps and it has um, dominated headlines all over the world for a couple of reasons. One... Well, it's dominated geeky headlines that well, we read. Well, I think it's pushed into some of the mainstream stuff now um, because it's an enormous, obviously, feature update from Snapchat who have been struggling a little bit um, seeing as how Instagram kind of just copies everything that they do. Um, but it's also made people really concerned about privacy. So essentially what it does is you can when you're in snapchat well it's not you can well it's now geolocating you and then location sharing where you are so by default on snapchat you are sharing your location with people although when i went in and did it you actually do have to do an opt-in oh do you and you you can choose whether to broadcast to your friends to everybody or you can what's called ghost mode which means you're not so so the idea of it the 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 positive side is hey we want to connect with people who are around us and i vividly remember at south by southwest which is a big sort of tech conference and i I was there in 2015 the big thing was going to be location-based social networking yeah and it just it hasn't never really took off it hasn't taken off and i remember 
people, do you remember when Periscope launched, which was the live streaming Twitter yeah, app? Yeah, yeah, There was a lot of people sort of zooming around the globe and you could tap into live streams from um, people in, ba- based Based on geography. And, and you, you, Snap Maps feels really similar. Well, do you know, the, in, the insight that all this stuff was built on was the most common thing that people uh, ever text message in the whole world is, where, where are, are you? you? Yeah, how about that? So the downside, of course, is we don't all want to have the world know where we are. Which no, is, so a lot of women... Women especially. This is yet another example of apps made by dudes for dudes. We should do a whole show on that. Hey, thank you so much for listening. It's time for the Weekend Variety Wireless. I'm Vaughan Davis, and joining me tonight have been Glenn Barnes from My Tour, Anna Connell, and, uh, of course, in the booth, Mr. Braden Leggett. I'll be here next week. Look forward to it. Nighty-night.